Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners designed to get us into God's Word every day for, oh, about 13 minutes. In doing so, that helps keep us focused on our spiritual lives, on our relationship with God, on our souls, on eternity, because it's coming. But it also helps us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Now you have people in your life, almost certainly, probably some within your own family, who need to change their focus in their life. They need to become more spiritually minded. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God and their souls, about eternity. Help them to do that by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means, but Make that commitment and follow through and share every day with your friends, your family members, your work associates, your neighbors, literally with everybody you can. What a great blessing it would be if you helped somebody turn their life around and get on the right road that ultimately leads them to heaven for all of eternity. While that would be a great blessing for them, it will also be a great blessing for you. So help them make that commitment, follow through and start sharing today. We're in a line of study and thought that's talking about coming to the Lord, but not just coming to the Lord initially. We've talked about how Jesus extended the great invitation. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Not talking about physical rest, not talking about good night's sleep or good nap or relaxation physically, but he says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Learn from me, and you will find rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. He's talking about, he's talking about spiritual rest. He's talking about being able to grab onto and enjoy that peace that passes understanding for those who have not experienced coming to God through Jesus, being forgiven, being saved, being a true Christian. Philippians 4 and verse 7. He's talking about ultimately salvation, eternal life with God in Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven. So we've talked about in brief form, and we've covered this more in more depth in, in a previous line of thought and study in today's Bible class, but we talked about how can I come to the Lord? He extends that invitation, how can I come to him? I must come to him in absolute faith that he is God's son, my Lord and Savior, John 8 and verse 24. I must come to him in humble recognition and admitting that I am a sinner in need of forgiveness and I'm ready to repent of my sins, Luke 13 and verse 3. I must come to him openly confessing my faith in him, my belief that he is God's son, my Lord and Savior, Romans 10 and verse 9. And I must come to him in humble dedication, ready to surrender my life to him through baptism being buried with him through the waters of baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross will forgive me of my sins, Acts 2 and verse 38, Acts 22 and verse 16, and I will be, for, I will be saved, Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. Peter wrote in 1 Peter 3 and verse 21, Baptism doth also now save us, the King James Version. 
because it is through baptism that we that our sins are washed away by the blood of Christ shed on the cross. And I become a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, because I have come into Christ through baptism, Romans 6 and verse 3, and Galatians 3 and verse 27. Both verses say, baptized into Christ. And then I must also come to him ready not just to go through, through those initial steps of admitting my faith in Christ, of saying, okay, I repent, of being buried with him in the waters of baptism, but also I must come ready to live my life for him for the rest of my life in faithful obedience. Revelation 2 and verse 10. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Now, and here is the real focus of this particular line of study and thought. What if I fall back into sin after having become a Christian? After having been baptized into Christ, what if I fall back into sin? What does that hold for me? I've walked away from the Lord. Now, I'm not talking about making a mistake along the way. I'm not talking about stubbing my toe, which we all do on a regular basis, even after coming into Christ. I'm talking about becoming unfaithful. Now, not saying I become an atheist, but becoming unfaithful in that I'm not living the life of a Christian any longer. I'm not living for my Lord. I no longer attend the worship services of the church. I don't read my Bible anymore, rarely if ever. I don't pray to God much anymore. I don't, I, I don't live the life that, that, that bespeaks or demonstrates Christian character. I'm living in sin. How do I come back to the Lord? Can I come back to the Lord? Well, the answer to that last question is yes, you can come back to the Lord. So how can I come back to the Lord? The reality we need to all grapple with, we need to recognize and, and, and understand and admit, again, humble recognition, is that if I'm going back into sin, a lifestyle of sinfulness, then that separates me from God. Isaiah chapter 59, beginning with verse 1, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities, your sins, have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. Now, again, the prophet there, and he's writing God's word. He's not talking about making a mistake here and there along the way and then recognizing it, repenting of it, and asking God's forgiveness through prayer. He's talking about a lifestyle of sin, of sinfulness. That's the way you live. Now, John, the apostle, wrote to Christians Much of the New Testament is focused on the non-Christian teaching the plan of salvation through Jesus Christ. You can look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and that's basically 
the gospel accounts of the life of Christ, what he did, why he came as the Savior. But much of the New Testament is written to Christians. This is how you need to live as a Christian. This is what the Christian life is all about. This is what God expects of you as Christians living on a daily basis. Remember again, Revelation 2 and verse 10, Jesus said, Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Christianity is not a sprint. It's not a one-and-done kind of proposition. It's a lifestyle. It's a marathon. It's for the rest of my life. John the Apostle wrote to Christians in 1 John chapter 1. He said, this is verse 5, he says, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Now he's using... He's using figurative language to illustrate the emphasis of what he's trying to get across. When he says God is light, he's talking about God is absolutely pure, absolutely righteous. In him is no darkness at all, no sinfulness, no evil, no wickedness. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. So if we say, well, yeah, I'm in fellowship with God, but I'm living in sinfulness. Again, he's not talking about making a mistake, stubbing your toe, recognizing it, repenting of that after you become a Christian and praying for God's forgiveness through Christ. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about living a lifestyle. If we say we have fellowship with God and we walk in darkness, that is live in the darkness of sin, John says we lie and do not practice the truth. Now, one, one realization we need to come to is because of what John is writing here, we need to recognize that it's possible that we fall away, that we can fall away from, from forgiveness, from salvation, once we have become saved in Christ. Otherwise, why would, Paul, why would John write this? If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we're living in that sinful lifestyle again. We lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, a lifestyle again, if we walk in the light, the light, the light of God's righteousness, if we live the righteous life before him, faithfulness, obedient to him, dedicated to him, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross cleanses us from all sin. If we're living that righteous lifestyle, that righteous life of Christianity, then we're in fellowship with God. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, since John is writing this to Christians, how is it that the blood of Christ, well, We've already become Christians. We've been baptized into him. Just as Ananias told Saul, having been sent by the Lord to teach Saul the gospel, said, why are you, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. So John's writing to people who have already had their sins forgiven by Christ or through Christ, as they were baptized into him. 
But John's posing the possibility that you need to be forgiven again. But the wonderful blessing is that the blood of Christ continues to cleanse us from all sin. As long as we come to God, come back to him in the way that he has laid out for us to do. If we have fallen back into sin. John goes on and says in verse 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his his word is not in us. John's writing to people who have become guilty of sin in their life who have been walking in the darkness of sinfulness again as part of their lifestyle. And he says, you need to come back to the Lord. You need to confess your sins, and the blood of Christ will forgive you again. And we'll talk more about this. How can I come back to the Lord next time? Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being so gracious toward us to offer us forgiveness continually if we will come to you initially through baptism into Christ for the remission of our sins. And if we stumble and fall back into sin through him again, you offer us forgiveness on an ongoing basis. Praise be to you, Father. Help us to live the life of Christianity, of faithfulness to you through Christ. We pray for your forgiveness, gracious Father. Please hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.